Welcome to Cowan Insights, a space that brings leading thinkers together to share insights and ideas shaping the world around us. Join us as we converse with the top minds who are influencing our global sectors. Hello, my name is Charles Reed, Cowan's Healthcare Technology Analyst, and welcome to the Cowan Future Health Podcast. Today's podcast is part of our monthly series that continues Cowan's efforts to bring together thought leaders, innovators, and investors to discuss how the convergence of healthcare technology and consumerism is changing the way we look at health, healthcare, and the healthcare system. In this episode, we look at how our current system of healthcare delivery struggles to deliver better outcomes, while we continue to watch costs continue to spiral upwards. And we'll explore if there isn't a better way of leveraging technology and connecting directly to providers to deliver higher quality but lower cost care. Joining me to discuss the topic is Glenn Tallman. He is the chairman and CEO of Transparent, a new different and better health and care experience company for employees of self-insured employers and their families. Transparent empowers consumers with the kind of information, guidance, and access that leads to better care, better outcomes, and more cost-effective decisions for everyone. For those paying attention, uh, people, uh, you might notice that Glenn was also the founder of Livongo, the leading, health, uh, the leading digital health company supporting patients with chronic conditions, particularly diabetes, which was acquired by Teladoc Health at the end of 2020. So Glenn, thank you for joining us today. It's always great to be with you, Charles. Yeah, great, uh, great to see you as well. You've described our current healthcare system as broken. And, uh, you know, obviously one of the reasons that led you to, to start Transparent, but, you know, maybe you can kind of fill us in, you know, what, what is broken about our system in your view? Well, um, there's a number of ways to look at it, but the first way is how all of us, all of us health consumers, you, me, our families, our friends feel about the healthcare system today. And if you survey people, they will tell you three things. They'll say healthcare is more confusing, more complex, and more costly than ever before. And they'll add one, and that is that it's getting worse, not better. So that's the way that consumers, all of us, feel about our healthcare system. And there's just no one who feels like, oh, this has been a great experience. If we go to large self-insured employers who pay for about um, 60% of all of our care, um, they will tell you that over the last 20 years, they've seen that the number of uh, people who are satisfied, the experience has actually worsened, that the costs have gone up, and they have no measurable evidence of improvement in the quality of care. So our employer population is unhappy. And last but not least, if you look at the providers, it's kind of legendary how much they dislike the payers how unhappy they are, that's been magnified by the pandemic. And they're exhausted. They're exhausted about fighting with payers. They just want to take care of people. And we made it. So the healthcare system isn't working. The last metric I would cite is if you look at our quality metrics, uh, we're not number one in the world. And in many metrics, we're not in the top five or top 10 in the world. And yet we are number one in spending. So I think that pretty much defines a system that's not working today. And it's a big part of the reason that I decided to start Transparent. You know, and, and you speak to some of the, the, the incentive structures among all the stakeholders here. You know, you could argue that, you know, some, you know, someone like Haven 
you know, Amazon, they, they tried to, they, they could see the problem and try to address it, but you know, that doesn't seem to really work out in the end. You know, what, what do you think happened there? Well, first of all, Haven was a wake-up call for the industry. And Jeff Bezos, I think, said it best. And for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with Haven, Haven was the joint venture between uh, J.P. Uh, Morgan, Chase, Amazon, and Berkshire Hathaway. And the three of those organizations, three of the largest, most respected organizations in the world, got together and they said, we have to address this healthcare issue because it's not getting fixed. And Jeff Bezos said that his conclusion was that there would never be alignment, an important word, there would never be alignment between payers, PBMs, and employers because every time that the employers spend more money, the payers and PBMs make more money. And so he said there would never be a case where they had a true incentive to reduce the cost of healthcare. So based on that, they started Haven. And there were a number of challenges with Haven. One was they picked an incredibly brilliant guy who had never managed a company before, built one before, um, but a great uh, legendary healthcare uh, writer, teacher, advocator, uh, physician. And so that was challenge one. Challenge two was it was organized as a not-for-profit, which meant that you didn't get some of the best talent who was going to work uh, for for-profit entities with stock programs and the like. And third, each of the three entities had different objectives. Amazon wanted to be in the healthcare business, J.P. Morgan didn't really want to upset its large banking clients, many of which were healthcare uh, uh, payer organizations. And last but not least, Berkshire Hathaway really is not one entity. It's 60 or 70 different companies, each of which has their own healthcare objectives. So the three were unlikely partners and uh, obviously you know, decided not to go forward primarily not because it wasn't the right problem to identify, but because there wasn't alignment in terms of what needed to get done. Yeah, and and that you know that and it's an interesting case study. I think we'll we'll all look back and we'll all digest over time. Um, you know, but as you think about this broken system that we're we're facing, you know, what is what are some of the key ingredients that you think are missing uh, from this uh, that we need to really address? That you know that people are really looking for then. Well, I think first and foremost, you know, people in any consumer transaction want three things. And you mentioned them in your introduction. Um, they want um, transparent information. So they want to know what's available out there in the market. Um, they want unbi unbiased, trusted guidance. And that is, tell me what I really should do. Not where you make more money, but tell me what is the best thing for me to do. And last but not least, they want access to care. It doesn't help me if you say the best place to get my knee fixed in Chicago is Rush, but I can't get an appointment there. That actually adds to frustration rather than reduces it. Uh, it doesn't help me if you give me three choices and I know there's a fourth high quality choice, but you didn't mention it because it's not on your narrow network. So all of these break down, the existing system breaks down trust. And what we've committed to at Transparent is to give people um, clear 
information, transparent information about the highest quality providers in the market, give them guidance as to whether or not they actually need the surgery and whether it's the appropriate surgery. And that comes through second opinions or expert medical opinions. And last but not least, make sure that it's easy to access the top quality facilities. And access is not just about getting in. Access also is affordability. And in our system, we've made it possible to do something that really nobody else is able to do. We've convinced employers that if you send your employees, whether it's the person driving a truck, working in the warehouse, you know, working on the floor in a retailer or the CEO, doesn't matter who it is, sending them to a quality provider, giving them a high quality, high value experience, ultimately reduces your overall cost. And because of that, we've convinced many of these leading innovators um, out there to actually eliminate co-pays and co-insurance. If you think about it, co-pays simply reduce the accessibility, reduce the availability of services. I knew from my days many years ago at Allscripts that if you want to reduce the number of people who pick up a medication, increase the copay. So who does that hurt? It hurts the people on the lowest rung of the economic uh, you know, continuum. And that's you know, under-resourced people, what we traditionally call poor people. And then we wonder, why are they less healthy? Because we've made their meds unaffordable. So two things we do at Transparent. One, eliminate many of the co-pays. Two, the largest single cause of bankruptcy in the United States is coinsurance. You know, you need, let's say you need a hip replacement and it's $100,000 and you have great insurance. That covers 90%. That's considered great insurance. That means that you have a $10,000 bill and yet something like 80% of all Americans have less than $5,000 of savings. So instantly, you've said to someone, either don't get your hip fixed or go into bankruptcy. And that's just unacceptable. So at Transparent, we've convinced employers that keeping their people healthy and their families healthy is a good long-term economic decision. And we've eliminated many of those co-pays and co-insurance while making access the high quality, high value providers available. And I definitely want to jump more into the transparent model um, in a second here. But you know, when we, you know, when you talk about these kind of key areas, um, access, affordability, uh, you know, you, you said earlier, right? You know, the fact that we as a nation spend the most, yet we get you know middling, you know, middling outcomes at best. Uh, you know, that's not necessarily, though, a problem that is has gone unrecognized, right? I mean, you know, with the ACA, um, uh, you know, we've established really a, a shift towards value-based care. And, you know, we have all these new programs that are in, in uh, demos uh, at the government level. And you see a lot of commercial entities, you know, moving that direction as well. You know, and, and, and what has emerged from that, right? And a lot of new models of care centered around, you know, value, you know, doesn't the shift already indicate that, you know, we're in a process of fixing, you know, you know, you know, what is arguably a broken system? 
Well, I think that um, it's very clear that everyone understands the system is broken. So that's not a challenge. And there are a number of efforts underway to address this. If you think about it, um, you look back for 20 years, the payers have said to us, they're going to address it and they failed. Then we had um, a number of navigators arise and the navigators have been around for five years or more. Um, you know, these are folks like, uh, uh, like Accolade or you know, Included Health or Quantum and they've all failed because if they worked, there wouldn't be need for transparent, right? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they have failed to improve the experience, to improve the care, and to the reduce the cost. And in fact, they've actually added millions of dollars of cost to the average employer because they charge an employer per employee per month, and they've not been able to show a return on investment. So the payers have failed, the, provide, uh, the navigators have failed, and then you have a number of uh, point solutions. And everybody loves the point solutions. People love Livongo. People love in adolescent behavioral health Brightline. People love, and I could go on and on about different point solutions. But the challenge is if you're an employer, now you have to contract with 18, 20, 25 different companies to deliver healthcare for your people. And in the past, we were all told, well, you just need to sign with one of the big payers and they'll take care of it. But it turned out that on almost everything, they weren't doing a high quality job. So, you know, that's why Transparent came along to give people an experience that puts them back in charge. And that's what we want across all of, you know, our life. We look yeah. for experiences. You, you talk about the, the payers failing, you know, and maybe just to, you know, to touch on that though, right? I mean, we have seen a real, I'd say, evolution among payers. I mean, you look at a United, for example, I mean, they're the largest employer of providers uh, in the U.S. today, right? I mean, um, uh, you know, most employers are self-insured. So, you know, these guys aren't really underwriting risk in the same way as they used to. Uh, they're all, at, you know, look at, uh, you know, the anthems in Humana as a world, adding, you know, services, uh, businesses as well. Um, you know, do you see payers though, you know, you know, the critique of them, obviously I understand what you're saying, you know, but, you know, are, are you know, can they be part of the solution going forward? You know, well, first of all, let's look, payers are a big category. There are some very uh, innovative payers um, who are very focused on the health of their populations. I'd call out folks like uh, Florida Blue, one of the blues, which is great one. There's mid-sized uh, payers around the country uh, that are really focused on this, um, on their people. You know, then there's other payers who are primarily focused on driving profitability. And, um, you know, the, the real question, it's a simple one, which is when United makes $6.6 .6 billion of profit in a quarter, and you look at the number of denials of care that they've had, uh, both to individuals and the health systems, and you ask yourself, is that really a healthcare company? Um, are they really being the largest healthcare company? Are they improving care? Just ask their members. And the answer is they aren't getting it done. Ask the purchasers of that, self-insured employers, are they happy? The answer is they aren't. 
So I think, you know, you don't need me to tell you that. Ask the population. Ask them how they think their care is. And increasingly, mm -hmm. people are calling for government solutions to privatize the whole thing. That's how desperate we've got. I'm not uh, a supporter of government solutions. I am a supporter of getting responsible companies to provide great care to the citizens of the United States. And um, that's what we have to focus on. Um, sure. Charles, at the end of the day, I know we can do better. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, and what Transparent about is about is creating this new, different and better health and care experience that puts all of us back in charge, but that's aligned with the people who pay for care. And that's large employers, that's even the government because everybody is paying too much for low quality care. So, so let's jump into that now. Um, you know, I know that when we've talked before, right, the TransCare model, and you've already touched on a couple of those, uh, but, you know, really focus on five areas of health and care. Uh, maybe, you know, and I think those, you know, you've described in the past, right, everyday care, prescriptions, uh, specialists, uh, at home, you know, centers of excellence, you know, maybe walk us through a little bit how the transparent model works. Yeah, well, you've, you've kind of done my job for me, but I'll jump in. And that is, um, it's really simple. Like everything else in our life, um, you have two options. One, you can look at your phone and your phone recognizes you. And it gives you five options, as you just described. If you don't want to look at your phone, you can call a phone number. All this happens instantly, 24 by 7. You're in charge. We meet you where you are, and you can get any number of services. The first one, everyday care. I want to talk to a doctor, but I want to do it right now. 60 seconds, 24 hours a day, touch my screen. I'm texting with a doctor. Um, I can ask her or ask him to go to full video if I want to, but more and more people are saying they just want to text. They just want a quick answer. So that's one. Two, I want to schedule with a local health system schedule an appointment, schedule a full video visit, I can do that. Three, I want basic behavioral health kinds of, you know, resilience coaching or, you know, mild issues that I have. I can get all that through everyday care. It's all available. It's instant. It's on my phone 24 hours a day. Second, um, prescriptions. And that is, we will search the market, provide you with the lowest cost prescriptions, send them to your home, allow you to pick them up at a local pharmacy. Um, we'll also give you alternatives and we'll check whether you're taking medications that maybe weren't discontinued that you don't need to take anymore. So we're constantly focused on the world of pharmacy, taking costs out, making prescriptions more accessible and available. Third is care at home. There's a lot of care that's provided at hospitals today, like infusion care. Um, we do 80% of our infusion care in hospitals. The rest of the world does 80% at home. So shifting the care at home for many services not only reduces the cost, but it makes it easier. You know, a lot of people can't travel. My mom used to call people to give her a ride to the hospital because she could no longer drive. And that was, and she didn't want to do that. And imagine if we offered her the ability to get all those services right in the comfort safety, security of her own home. So that's what we're offering there, care at home. The fourth one is surgery. And we know that a third of all surgeries that are done don't need to be done. So the first thing we want to say to everybody over and over again, 
before someone cuts open your body, get a second opinion. I'll say it again, before someone cuts open your body, get a second opinion. It's almost seems second nature. And that is, of course you would get a second opinion. Somebody is gonna operate on you for goodness sakes. We make that free, we make it available to people and we insist on it, get a second opinion. Once you do, then we'll make it easy for you to get surgery from a high quality surgeon and a high quality facility. And last but not least, complex care. When you're dealing with things like cancer um, that we hope no one ever gets, but when you get it, you need to be dealing with experts. And once again, that doesn't mean you can't use your local doctor, um, but we wanna make sure your local doctor is using all of the latest techniques. And it's impossible for almost anyone to keep up with all the latest techniques. So we do what, again, we do the research, we do the back end that everybody should have. And traditionally only wealthy people got, we make that available to everybody. So that's that bundle of services. It's all available 24 by seven on your phone, in most cases at no cost whatsoever. Now, from an employer standpoint, we go at full risk. So unlike the, the navigators, we don't charge you up front whether or not you use the service. Um, we go at full risk. And unless we deliver a quality outcome, you don't even pay for it. So, so again, it's a wholly different model than anything that's out there. Some of the current navigators, you follow some of them, they say, oh, we're going at risk too. But you and I know what's happening. They're charging somebody a million dollars and saying, we'll put $100,000 at risk. That's not going at risk. That's just a discount. Um, we're going at full risk, no cost up front, provide the services, and at the back end, demonstrate that we provided value. And if we can't, we don't get paid. Full stop, that's called going at risk. That's called value-based care. I can see how that works, you know, clearly with, you know, uh, surgeries, complex cares, right? Because you're, you're negotiating directly to build a, pay, a provider network. Um, and, and then you can, you know, you obviously save the employer's money and you, you capture some of that. How do, how do you, how do you take risk when you, when you're talking about prescriptions or everyday care? Well, prescriptions are really easy. Um, we have a relationship that we announced with Walmart. We wanted to bring the everyday low pricing that they get from having 200 million customers a week, 200 million a week. We wanted to bring that buying power to everyone but especially to self-insured employers. So let's take insulin. The average self-insured employer pays about $200 a month. Walmart will provide it to us for about $70 a month. And so you can do the math, $130 a month saved per employee who's using insulin. So in that case, all we would do is we'd say, you just saved 130, but you waive the copay so maybe you only save 100. And out of that 100, the employer keeps two thirds and we keep a third. Very easy in terms of, of measuring the impact. Now, if we couldn't save any money, the good news is you haven't paid anything. So, you know, it's kind of like having somebody who's always there for you, looking over your shoulder, looking out for you, whispering in your ear, Charles, you could get this less expensively next door. You could have this sent to your house less expensively. You could, uh, Charles, you don't need to be taking that med anymore. Um, and, 
So in all those cases, we're providing that service. You know, direct contract though, direct, I'm sorry, direct contracting, you know, isn't, isn't a new concept, right? It's been around for a while. You know, what do you think that, what is it that Transparent is doing that is sort of a different take on this? You know, what, what, you know, what is, uh, you know, how, how are you uh, differentiating here in this kind of area? Well, the first thing is that employers are not in the healthcare business. Employers are basically, um, you know, in the business of uh, providing, whether it's a supermarket, whether it's a manufacturer. And so what we're doing is we're making it easy for their employees to stay healthy. And we're essentially putting together all the pieces into one common experience. Let me give you one simple example that everyone will understand. And that is um, years ago, for those of uh, those listeners who are older, uh, we all bought WordPerfect and then we bought Lotus and then we bought, you know, we bought all these different programs and Microsoft came along and said, let us make it easy. We'll provide Microsoft Office and we'll provide all three at a lower cost than you could buy each of them separately and they will all be integrated it'll be really easy. And in many cases, it'll come installed on your computer. And instantly 90% of the entire market shifted. It was easier, it was integrated, um, it came automatically, and it was less expensive. So that's what we're doing in healthcare. You could buy a lot of these services, you could try to link them together, it would be messy, it would be hard, it would take a lot of time. Similarly, if you look at the iPhone, you know, the iPhone, it didn't say they're going to do every service. What it said is they're going to make it really easy to access those services. You don't have to worry about security. You don't have to worry about billing. You don't have to worry about integration. All that's handled. And you go to one place. So I could, you know, use multiple devices. I could get multiple separate signups, or I could just buy them right through my iPhone. And that's what most people do. People want an integrated, easy to use experience, and they want it to cost less. And that's what we're doing at Transparent. And to that, to that extent, you know, maybe talk about the role of technology here and being able to achieve and deliver the service that you do. You know, is this achievable you know, without technology? Well, I don't think it is. Um, again, we're leveraging, as many other industries have done, we're leveraging off the use of technology in terms of mobile, in terms of cloud, in terms of data science, in terms of AI, all of that is in the back end. And there, there's this wonderful quote that says, technology perfectly applied is indistinguishable from magic. Uh, so again, think about that. Technology perfectly applied is indistinguishable uh, indistinguishable from magic. It just happens. So at Livongo, we would literally call people and we knew from monitoring their bodies that their blood sugar was dangerously low. And people would say things like, you called at the perfect time. Charles, how did you know to call me now? This is, and it was almost embarrassing to say, well, our technology told us what was going on because we we're monitoring you 24 by seven to keep you safe. And in a similar way, we're using all that technology to say to people, you know, we can take out all of that friction in the middle. Like think about Uber, like before you had to wave, try to hail a taxi or call 
They would try to find one. You wouldn't know if they were coming. You wouldn't, you know, it was messy. And Uber used technology to allow you to talk directly to the driver. Now think about all the technology. It includes GPS and satellites and all kinds of things and organizing systems. But for you, you touch your phone and you can not just have a car, you can have a van, you can have an SUV, anything you want in minutes. Think about uh, Airbnb connected you, it eliminated the middle and it connected you directly to people who wanted to rent their properties. And it's now the largest hotel corporation in the world, larger than Hyatt, Hilton and Holiday Inn combined. Why? They eliminated the middle. They created a product that people loved. Or Spotify. Now you can personalize your music, but not only personalize your music, um, they will actually suggest songs that you would like. And they get it right a lot. So all these services have used a combination of technology and data science to create an experience that we don't just like, we love. We did that at Lavango. Our customers said, Glenn, you did it for chronic conditions. Can you do it for the rest of healthcare? And that's what Transparent is all about. You know, you 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 acquired Bright Health in 2020, uh, obviously as as part of building out Transparent. You know that that was a, a surgery management and a COE business. You know what 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 did they bring to you? Um, you know, and why did you start with surgery first? Yeah, it was um, it just, I think you might have said Bright Health, it's Bridge Health. Sorry, Bridge um, Health, yes. No, uh, no worries, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to make news. Where, where <laughs> exactly, I probably, yeah. We Bridge Health. We're going to have plenty of news without announcing uh, <laughs> that. Uh, so um, as we looked at it, one of the high cost items, you've got pharmacy is one high cost item, but one of the very high cost items is in fact surgeries. And um, I surveyed all the top providers. Um, there were three or four. Bridge Health at the time was the leading provider, both in terms of high quality, but also in terms of size and network. So I had the opportunity to buy the best, and I did in Bridge. Um, that said, all of these providers were kind of subscale. They had, didn't have enough surgery volume going through them because they were getting into the process too late. People already had talked to their doctors, seen a specialist, and already had things scheduled. So they are a part of the strategy, but essentially you have, to, you have to be there for the entirety of a health consumer's needs. It can't just be one piece of the equation because you'll never get enough volume to really make a difference. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey. Um... You, you know, you touched on this, obviously what you're offering to the market, uh, you know, is fairly unique. Uh, it, it brings a lot of things together here uh, that people uh, can use. It, it, it has a lot of value, uh, particularly to employers and, and, to, and to patients. Um, but so, you know, what does the competitive landscape look like for a company like Transcare? You know, who are you finding yourself up against when you are, you know, when you're speaking with employers? Well, you know, it's very interesting. Charles, you remember that at Livongo, once we went public, there was a lot of confusion and people didn't know, are you a healthcare company? Or are you a tech company? Are you a strip and meter company? Or are you a coaching company? 
um, no one completely understood that we had creating something, created something new um, and very different than what was out there. And it was the combination was all of the above. So in this market, you know, we have some people who want to compete, you know, but no one, we have some of the folks who have a, um, you know, a, a standalone uh, app and they wanna compete. We have some of the navigators and they wanna compete, but no one has the full package put together in a way that works. And no one can actually do what we do. For example, if you want a surgery, we actually contract for and pay for that surgery in advance. No payer would ever wanna do that. When we pay in advance, we get great discounts, number one. And number two, the surgeons and the hospitals and healthcare systems love us because there's no collection issue. So, you know, theoretically, anyone could do that, but you need to be capitalized. You need to invest in creating bundles and getting all that worked out up front. And you need to build this massive infrastructure uh, to do that. The payers could do that, except they make a lot of money by not paying for surgeries and by delaying payments, as you've seen from some of the recent lawsuits. So, um, so we've rethought the process in very different ways. So I think there's a lot of people who wanna be competitors. One of the navigators recently started a presentation by saying, we do everything that Transparent does, simply by saying that. It's like when, when iPhones first came out, and the other manufacturers said, we do what the iPhone does. And everybody just shook their head and said, you aren't even close to doing what the iPhone does. And if you did, um, you wouldn't have to say that you do what the iPhone does. You'd just be doing it. So I think that there's, um, you know, there's a number of folks out there, including um, navigators, including payers, who are trying to do what we do. I think this is going to drive some acquisitions because they're gonna to try to get into the same space that we've defined. But we've created this new category, just as we did with Lavongo, um, that's gonna be very difficult for many to compete with. You know, what about providers as competitors, right? Because, you know, the, the, way, the way you describe Transparent, right? It's, look, we, we wanna, we're going to self-insured employers and we're creating a service that, you know, obviously runs in parallel to what you're doing and, and when accessed. Right, because we're taking risk. You'll you'll get savings. We're going to help guide your members to to the better choices, lower cost choices, high quality choices. Um, you know, you, you have a lot of companies like let I'll use like like a one medical for example, right, where it's trying to offer a lot of similar things, right? easy access, uh, you know, high quality care, you know, low cost. You know, they they refer, but you know, but it's coming from uh, like the provider. Uh, standpoint, right? It's a little bit less sure. on the employer. Um, so, you know, a lot of people try to approach this, you know, how, how do you see, like, is that a, a, is someone like that a competitor to you or is that complementary to you? Yeah, we, we see all the providers as complementary. Um, we aren't going to be, you know, United Healthcare is acquiring providers and wants to compete. We don't, we want to partner with them. So, you know, from our standpoint, again, um, we are very specifically um, partnering with a lot of those different groups. And you'll see some announcements coming out where we say, you know, we think they ought to be the front end of the process. 
and we want to make it easier to get to them. We want to tell you who's available for what treatments, and we want to judge where the high quality providers are. And organizations like One Medical are great. They're, they've added quality. They've made the process easier. And again, why does One Medical exist? They exist because everybody said the process is so broken. We'll, we need something new and different. And that's why One Medical was created. And they're, you know, they're a great organization, great provider. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 that's really helpful. Um, you know, when you, you speak in partnerships that you, you're looking to sign, you know, I think one, uh, a big one uh, you've announced recently is Walmart. Um, you know, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, what do you think, you know, how that partnership you think will work and play out here? And, you know, what does it say about where the market's going? Well, I think, um, and I've said this before, that, you know, big customer is important and big customers, Walmart and Amazon. And so we're looking forward to both of them being very active in improving the healthcare experience because they both, both those organizations know how to please customers. That's why they have huge customer bases. And Walmart has indicated under the leadership of Cheryl Pegas that um, they're gonna be a big player in, in healthcare. So we're pleased to be partnered with them. We're their go-to-market partner for large employers. And um, as a part of that, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we're getting to take advantage of their everyday low pricing in purchasing medications. So we're happy to pass that through to our existing um, members and say, hey, look, here's the pricing from Walmart on the same medication you're paying $50 for. They'll sell it to you for $30. If you want it sent to your house, we can do that. Or if you're going to be at Walmart, you can pick it up right there. So we're just, again, giving more options to more people to get health care, high quality health care at lower cost. And we're very aligned with Walmart. That's their vision as well. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, you know, looking out into the future a little bit, um, you know, we as we talked about, uh, we have a broken system, but, you know, we already have this infrastructure built. You know that's kind of supporting this current system, and if you know, and and within that, right, you've had a lot of you, you know talk about Lavongo, for example. You know, a lot of point solutions coming to market to help, you know, try to make things better. Um, you know, what do you think the outlook then is for the market as we think about, let's say, digital health more broadly? Um, you know, over the next five to ten years, what 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 do you think is going to happen? Well, I think you're going to see. First of all, you're going to see this market you know, redefined in the next few years. If you look at what happened to PBMs five years ago, there were three massive players, Express Scripts, CVS Caremark, and OptumRx, which was, you know, created through the acquisition of Catamaran. And today, five years later, look what's happened. Express was acquired by, um, by Cigna. Um, you had uh, CVS Caremark is, is now part of Aetna. And, um, and last but not least, OptumRx is um, you know, seemingly becoming less, less of a front and center play. A lot of their talent is left. But look at what's happened on the other side of the market. GoodRx worth seven or eight billion dollars. Roe worth five to six billion dollars. 
capsule. I mean, for God's sakes, Mark Cuban is forming a PBM. Um, you know, you have enormous innovation there. And all of it is focused on how do we change the experience of acquiring your meds cost-effectively for a consumer? So we've seen that rapid change all in a few years. We're gonna yeah. see similar change in the payer space because payers are not adding the value. Think about on one side of the equation, it's all of us health consumers. On the other side, it's the providers of care. In the middle, you've got the payers. Well, where's all the friction? It's in the middle. Where's all the cost? It's in the middle. Where's all the denials of care? It's in the middle. Where are all the co-pays and co-insurance? In the middle. Imagine if you could eliminate the middle and go direct, as we've done in every other major industry. If you did, you'd improve quality, you've improved care, and you've reduced costs. And again, that's what we're focused on, that model at TransCanner. You know, so then speaking of pairs, and, you know, as we're kind of closing out here, what, what role do you see them uh, filling then? And then, because, you know, United Health, I'm just looking it up, right? It's a $480 billion company. Uh, you know, it, it's not obviously one of the largest employers in the U.S. It's, you know, touches a lot of places, you know, both insurance and services and PBM, as we talked about. Um, where, where, where do the payers fit in in the future? Like, where, what, what do they need to evolve into, you think? Well, first of all, remember, um, you remember this, this enormous company, uh, dominant player called IBM. You remember uh, the famous statement, what's good for GM is good for the United States. Um, you know, those companies were enormous, but they didn't follow uh, the market. They didn't serve consumers as well as they should have, and they were replaced by other companies. And that's the process here. Um, I'm not saying they're gonna go away, but what I am saying is that the payers who succeed will become very consumer focused. Um, they will actually focus on health and not just profits. And uh, they will figure out ways to deliver higher quality care um, at lower cost. And right now, that's not what many are doing, but there are some innovative ones and they will lead the way. Um, so we're gonna have to see you know, what they look like in the future. And like every other industry, you know, they will either change or die. And uh, so that's, you know, that's what, but it's gonna happen very quickly. So you know, maybe then just to close out here, uh, let's just go back to Transcaren. You know, where, where... Where do you see Transcaren focusing next? You know, given you know, you know the rapid growth that you've seen, you know, so far. Well, again, we're we're a very very small startup, um, and we're growing very rapidly. I've said before that what took three years at Livongo will take a year at Transcaren. So we're we're seeing rapid growth. There's very very strong interest in what we're doing, and now it's about execution. So we'll continue to execute on this model of creating this new, different and better health and care experience and putting consumers back in charge, health consumers back in charge of their care. And I would suggest to you that there's almost nobody out there who doesn't want to be in charge of their care, who doesn't want the information to make better decisions, who doesn't want to know what all their options are. And we all know, and we, you know, we've looked at this for years and we've said, 
healthcare is, you know, it's unbelievable that if you wanted to know the best place to get your hip repaired, you really have no good way to do that in terms of accessing the quality information. Um, if you wanted to know where the most cost-effective place to go is, you really have no way to do that. And we're changing all that. And it's a big undertaking. There's no question about it. You know, someone said, well, you know, it sounds like you're trying to boil the ocean. Uh, I don't know if we're trying to boil the ocean, but this is a big, big challenge. And you can't do it halfway. You're either all in. And, you know, I've said to many people, we'll spend a billion dollars to, to get to where we need to get to. But, you know, I believe that healthcare has to go there and we'll lead the way in transforming the healthcare um, experience into a consumer health and care experience. Well, you know, I, I think we're all looking forward to that and, and, and seeing how things uh, seeing it progress. So, you know, I think that's a great place to end it. You know, Glenn, um, great, great speaking with you today. Uh, always great to speak with you. Uh, really appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you. It's great to speak with you. It's, uh, I really appreciate all the research and the, the questions um, and the chance to tell the transparent story. So thank you very much. Great. Thank you. And then thank you, everyone, for joining uh, us today and uh, you know, look forward to having you join us on, on future podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for the next episode of Cowan Insights.